Welcome to a Planner Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica McWilliams. Behind every planner is a person, and behind every person is a story. In today's episode, I bring to you Jody from Life's Organized Chaos, and you can find her content on YouTube and Instagram, as well as her website, lifesorganizedchaos.com. Do you think being selfish is a negative trait? Well, Jody tackles this question with um, a gentle approach to putting yourself first. She is a productivity, okay, if I said guru, that might be a little strong, but she has decades of experience in consulting for corporate America. And she shares how she was able to distill that into her own life. And in a way that makes you want to be inspired and encouraged to take control of your time or at least understand what category your activities fall in as she gives a very brief overview of the Stephen Covey Four Quadrants time matrix. Um, she definitely puts the fun and functional though. So don't let that scare you off. She also is in love with her little dog peanuts, as well as becoming a cookier. So I learned a new word cookier in today's show. And um, I'll let her describe what that means. So here's Jody. Hi, Jody. Welcome to Planner Lifestyle Podcast. I'm so glad you're with me today. This is so fun. Thank you for having me. It's so exciting. Now, we are actually kind of in the same town. So it's just kind of funny that we're just getting to have you on the podcast now. You're rounding out the Minnesota trio for interviews because I've had favorite daughter Emily on and I've had Ryan on. I'm so happy to have you here and get to know you more and You have some exciting things going on, some very encouraging, empowering, self-care type of things, but also some like really interesting like business moves. So before we get into our conversation, will you just give just like a little background on yourself or what what brought you here today? Sure. Well, thank you. So it is funny because you and I live probably, it's probably what, 10 minutes away from each other, yet we, we never run into each other. So it's fun to finally connect with you on this podcast. Um, but yeah, so I, I work for uh, McDonald's Corporation as a consultant. I've been doing this for, um, it will be 20 years in the next uh, 2023. So a few years away from 20 years with the company. Um, my goal, my job really is to help those that own the restaurant. So all the restaurants here in Minnesota, they're owned by franchisees. And so I help them with business planning, operations, profitability, uh, you name it. I, I make sure that they're thriving in their business. Uh, so that's the big thing that I do uh, throughout the day. Um, my side hustle, though, it's I've had a YouTube channel now going on. You, you think I would keep track of this. It's probably, what, five years now? Um, a little small corner of the internet uh, where I get to share my love of planning, organizing, um, health and fitness, and just what what people can do to help, you know, navigate through the chaos that we all have in our everyday lives. So hence your tag or your at, your name. Yeah. So at Lives Organized Chaos on Instagram. And then is that your actual, is that what you can search on YouTube to just get get to do you have are you cornering that market on life's organized chaos do you get it everywhere do you have like underscores and stuff like that i have it on youtube and instagram that's where you can find me and i do have a website lifesorganizedchaos.com um it's not as active as i would like it to be but that's a goal i have to to have more presence on my website as well is it kind of a blog website or what do you what do you hope to envision there and what is there now it is a blog website. I just provide, you know, um, updates on what I'm doing. Like I said, it's not very active right now. So if you go check it out, it might be a little bit dated, but I share um, a couple YouTube videos, things around budgeting, lifestyle, uh, and planning. So it's kind of like a home base hub for all your other content outlets at this point, it sounds like a little bit. Yes. Yeah, that's a nice place to have a landing page like that and just you know, you've clearly dedicated a number of years to this outlet and this, you know, brand, I guess, or would you consider it a brand at this point? Or are you, that's just kind of like your nickname? How, how do you define 
life's organized chaos? Yeah, you know, I, I'm slowly getting to that brand piece. When I first started out, gosh, I don't remember what my initial handle was on Instagram, but it was something with plans. I think it was just Jody plans or something along those lines. And I wanted to branch out more than just planning. And I, I ventured into, you know, there's so much we have to do, no matter if you are working full time, if you're working out of the home, which a lot of us are these days, given what's going on. If you have kids, if you work part time, we're all just trying to navigate through everything that comes at us every day. And so when I, when that came to me and I'm, I love puns. So when I thought, okay, life's organized chaos, it's how can I help myself become organized through planning and just trying to really navigate through the chaos that each of us have in our everyday lives. I like how you have combined that, you know, your planning roots into that whole lifestyle approach, because I've often found or thought our plans alone when we're looking at whether it be a spread or a daily sheet or a to-do list, it's really representative of all those things we're navigating, right? And um, it's cool. And one of the reasons I started the show was to find out more about those things that we see on the paper. But also, it kind of then turns into lifestyle conversations, because how do you manage to travel during all these appointments and still get your dog home from the puppy daycare and you know just all those little um nuances of our lives are so different and I just I love hearing about it so thank you for being here today sharing your story and I know that my listeners will benefit greatly from the things you share and how you have set up challenges and how you are really taking control of your life by some of these actions and habits. One of the things that you're doing right now is drinking a lot of water. <laughs> yeah, I am. So I'm doing this. It's the 75 day challenge. And I came across it from um, another YouTuber that I watch, uh, Sarah Brinthy. I'm probably just butchering her last name, but she completed it earlier this year. And it really has a uh, few things you have to do every single day. So the things are you need to drink one gallon of water every day. You need to read 10 pages of a book, whether it's self-improvement, um, entrepreneurship, something along those lines. Um, you need to stick to a diet. And then you need to exercise at least 45 minutes a day, but do two 45-minute workouts. So one one has to be outdoors uh, both of them could be outdoors, but one at minimum has to be outdoors, rain or shine. And I'm mm. in today, well, I started this on the 1st, and we're on July 6th. So I'm on my sixth day. And thankfully, the weather has been great. But as I've been looking at the forecast for this week, we are due for some rain. And so I'm trying to, you know, map out when I'll get my workouts in. But this whole gallon of water, um, I will say I was probably really intimidated by that and trying to really stick to a diet. Um, but surprisingly, the water intake hasn't been as bad as I thought it has. Um, it's interesting. I just received a question from someone on Instagram, you know, saying, how am I already on? Um, so I have this one cup. It's like a 32 ounce cup, I think. So if I drink four of those, that, that's a gallon. I, I think if I did my math correctly. Um, and I'm on my third cup right now and it's not even noon yet and someone asked me she's like how how do you get up so early and I said you know it just comes down to accountability and part of it is I just rejoined a boxing club um, I was a member of gosh probably three or four years ago now and I knew that if I had to get two 45 minute workouts in I had to have something that gave me a reason to get it in versus relying on myself so Going to a 5.45 boxing class in the morning, I'm already up at 5 o'clock. I'm getting my water in right away, but uh, it's definitely pushing me, and, it, and I'm, really, I'm really realizing things about me during even it's only six days in, but I'm already learning things about myself that I probably would not have learned if I didn't try this uh, challenge. Does it center around the activity, the discipline, or specifically like water, or just all of it together? Like what, what is the process that you're going through that's bringing these realizations? I think it's everything combined. Um, really the discipline piece, you know, being working from home right now, 
and also as I've been out, you know, visiting restaurants from time to time as part of my job, uh, before everything happened, I was out visiting restaurants. And part of my job is to product test and eat food. Now, I'm not eating burgers and fries every day, but I'm tasting stuff throughout the day. And that adds up really fast. Um, even being at home, and we'll probably talk about this later on, I, lo- I love to bake. And so if I'm baking, I need to have something to offset that. And I figure now is the time to, you know, get back in shape, just take care of myself. And it really has shown um, with everything combined, just that discipline. So when I'm taking the 20 to 30 minutes to read 10 pages of a book, I'm doing that instead of doing something else. So instead of sitting on the couch and watching TV, uh, because when I would do that, I would just mindlessly snack on things. So it's really forcing me to look at how I'm spending my time and not spend it on things that aren't as important. Uh, You know, one of the things that is important to me, it's, you know, if if you're familiar with Stephen Covey, uh, Time Matrix. I used to teach us back in McDonald's training classes all the time. And, you know, there's different quadrants that you can sit in. And one quadrant, it is okay just to sit and, and veg out or watch TV or scroll through social media. But one quadrant you really want to spend your time is in quadrant two where it's it's important and you're getting things accomplished. You're not urgent and important, but it's just important things to get done. And that's where I'm really trying to focus my time these days. What are – do you know – could you – have a flashback to when you taught that what are three and four because I don't know them by heart the cubby matrix yeah so like I said quadrant one is urgent and important quadrant two it's not urgent and important so that's where you want to spend your time quadrant three and I'm trying to just picture it in my mind here quadrant three it's urgent but not important and then quadrant four it's not urgent and not important and so we would teach these classes to managers and help them, you know, manage their time. And when you're putting your things down for the day and you're prioritizing what needs to get done, sometimes you have a boss that it's urgent and important to them to get something done, but that doesn't mean it has to be urgent and important to you. And it's learning how to have that communication and conversation with the boss when something is urgent and important to them, why it may not be as important to you. And then, like I said, quadrant four, it's okay to spend your time in quadrant four. In fact, you should. But if you're finding yourself spending a lot of time in quadrant four, which is not urgent and not important, that's when you want to reevaluate what are you doing with your day and how are you truly spending your time. Yeah, that that hits. That that speaks to me personally, Jody. <laughs> I'm thinking, how much crap do I just put in quadrant four? Well, ah! especially now with everything going on, I think to to just unwind from what's, you know, out there these days that sometimes we just want to be in quadrant four. We just want to, you know, scroll through social media. We just want to veg out and sit with our kids or sit with, you know, my dog Peanut and just watch TV. And, and like I said, that's okay. It's just if you're doing too much of it, which that's what I was doing. I was doing too much of that. That mm-hmm. I needed to change my behavior and focus on something else. Right. And it gets down to more than entertainment too, right? I don't know. For me, it sometimes is like I, like a coping. Like, okay. And maybe we need to do that to survive. Um, but at a certain point, if you are finding yourself ready to be on, go beyond survival and look at more of those thriving kind of things, um, and that might be up and down. I've, I'm watching a friend um, go through a process of becoming like a fitness coach or whatever. And it's interesting to see her talk about habits and how some days habits just aren't going to happen. It's just what do you do next that really defines growth? Like, do you throw in the towel forever and you're just like, well, I tried that. That didn't work. Or do you just keep going and picking it up and look for those spots that are where you hit it more often than you don't and then grow that discipline. Um, And whether that's, for me, putting my keys back in the same place. It doesn't always have to be 500 crunchies or something, you know what I mean? Or building an empire. It could just be simple habits as well. Um, Maybe like, yeah, like even just drinking water. Um, One thing that you said, Jody, that stuck out to me is basically the idea of cultivation is you had to say no to something else to make room for what you did want to happen 
you know, you, you were making some of those choices. Um, and it, it came to me yesterday as I was gardening, the whole idea of cultivating. And, you know, in this community, the planner community, cultivate what matters as a big brand and power sheets and goal setting and things like that, which I don't have, but I know of many who have used them in real life and in the planner community. But the idea of taking away, because I was weeding, and that's no one's really fun part. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's fun to plant, I think. I'm not a huge gardener. I'm like, I dip my toe in. But it's like, oh, you feel the dirt in your hands. And it's spring in Minnesota. You know that feeling? It's just like, things are going to live. <laughs> the ice is melting kind of thing. And uh, I just get out there with the kids and they just love putting the little beans in and whatever. All well and good. But then, of course, it gets hot. The dog days of summer roll in. The weeds take over. You know, it's it's easy to lose interest and get off task. And that's not the fun part. But I really still want that harvest. It's a vegetable garden that we have. And I'm pulling out these weeds. And they're small. But still, I had the idea of just, it really sunk into me, I guess, late to the realization that we do have to take away some things in our life to really cultivate what matters. Like what matters is that this bean plant gets enough nutrients from the soil. And if weeds are sucking up all the nutrients and water next to it, it's not going to get enough. Or if it, if the weed grows taller than it, or you know, more important than it, it's not going to get enough sun. You know, it just, it really needs its own space to breathe and to survive. And that takes work to pull it out. Those things that we want to be removed aren't just going to hop up out of our lap and go away. <laughs> we have to make that decision. Oh. Yeah, really... I, I agree. I, I think, you know, as I've got no green thumb. I cannot keep a plant alive if you paid me enough money. So I don't, I don't garden, but you know, it, it's so true because I'm such a firm believer. You have to take care of yourself first before taking care of others. And I think, there are so many times, you know, and people, you know, raise your hands if you agree with this, that how often do you take care of your family's needs, you take care of your kids, you take care of those around you first, and at the end of the day, you just are exhausted and drained because you couldn't find one thing to do to take care of yourself, and I've been guilty of that, and I've definitely grown over the years of, I have to continue to put myself first, and I've, I've said it before, you know, I, I'm selfish and people always have that negative tone when you think of the word selfish and it's, it doesn't have to be, but I'm really trying to be more selfish with my time, with what I say yes to, with what I say no to, because in the end, if I'm going to be a better person and contribute to those around me, I have to be better for myself and putting myself first is it's really become a priority in my life. How has this changed your marriage? You know, is your husband kind of on board or is he seeing changes even in this first week or how's that going? It's it's interesting because so my husband, he also works for McDonald's. That's how we met. And he works for an an operator. So someone who owns the restaurants. Um, we work, we met when he used to work for the, for the company. So we, we have a different understanding of, we know what the business is like. I know the long hours he puts in. We, we really just know that, that piece of our life. But since I've started this 75 day challenge, you know, one of his goals is to try to get more exercise. Now with his job, he works a lot of hours. So he, he wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing with my challenge here. But for the last two days now we've been able to get outside and and go on our walks together and you know like I said earlier you have to do at least one 45 minute outdoor um, workout we've found ourselves walking for almost an hour uh, for the last two days now and as I shared with him yesterday on our walk I said this is just great because we actually just get time away from everything so away from the tv away from life we can just disconnect and we had some really good conversations on our walk that we probably normally would not have had had we both just been home enjoying a Sunday afternoon in front of the TV or, or doing housework. So it's it's really brought us closer, even if it's just a 45-minute walk. Walks are powerful because you 
you're walking parallel. And so you don't have to look at each other, which sounds bizarre because you want those like long soul searching, you know, moments too, where you connect with your eyes, obviously. But I don't know. Have you ever just by the method of walking shoulder and shoulder moving in the same direction? It's like a physical representation of we're on a team, you know, like um, you're pulling in the same direction. But then also, like I said, with the eyes, not that necessarily like every time you go on a walk is some big revelation that you <laughs> is difficult, but it's it's just sort of freeing or top of mind. You can kind of just. It is. Just go, and this works for kids too. Maybe, maybe even more if they're in the back seat of the car and you're just driving, you know. Because then it's just like you don't have to feel confronted. But if something's on your mind, you know, you can kind of just let it flow. Or I don't know, just a little thing I've noticed over the years. Yeah, I would agree. There's just something so freeing about about walking, or even just being out. I think just being outside and enjoying the summer that we have here in Minnesota because you and I both know that these seasons are very short and so taking advantage of of nature and I think that just also changes changes um your perspective and it just freshens everything up yes yep I'm very um very glad that we have a lot of green spaces in Minnesota that are free and available. There's social distance signs, like even just in the local neighborhood paths and things like that. But we are able to still get out if you, um, you know, feel comfortable. We can do that kind of thing um, here. My husband just got back from Colorado last night and it's just the pictures were just phenomenal. And just putting yourself in a different environment um does change your perspective because you see how small you are do you know what I mean and not to put ourselves down or like whatever but it was where the throw pillow land really that big of a deal like right. <laughs> when you see this avalanche damage like the the awe and wonder and power of that nature and that scope of the the like the infinity of stars and you're just thinking like okay maybe we can just get through these other minor things for me that's helped put things in perspective but um also just even global global travel has helped me with that I've had the opportunity just to see um, you don't even need to leave the nation, honestly. Just different environments in our community um, can help bring that out as well, just to different socioeconomic um, situations and things like that. Um, they, they've helped me get my ducks in a row with like, okay, put gratitude first here and use what you have for like good or at least appreciate what I have instead of always just wanting more and more and more. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. And I think, like I said, I think it's with everything going on um, for myself, it's really opened up my eyes to just appreciate more of what I have and be grateful and try to use my talents to help others. You know, I, one of, I'm, I'm really big on values and my two values that are our top are family and service. And so I always put my family first, but I also love giving back to the community. And for the past two, you know, year and a half now, I've, I've volunteered with girls on the run where I've, I've been a coach to, you know, third through fifth grade young girls. And it's more than just running. It's showing them that they have so much power. They've, they've got the leadership skills to be future leaders. You give them the confidence and that boost that they may not have always had. And, you know, I know you've got kids and, you know, I've got stepkids who are, who are younger in that, that age and elementary, middle school, man, that can be a tough time for any kid. I remember when I was going through middle school, it was very challenging. Um, but just being able to give back and help these young girls achieve so much more than they thought they were capable of that is just so important to me. And like I said, service, it, I love to give back when I can. That's very powerful that it's like, they might not even remember your name, you know, like when they're our age or 
around there or whatever. But they're like, oh, I remember that feeling of someone believing in them. You know, if they aren't able to get that from their home or their school or whatever, um, that someone took the time to do that, that that will have a lasting impact, especially if they, you know, their own self-image and worth and understanding strength and self-care and achieving goals. Like all of that is wrapped up into running. I really do admire the the art and practice and discipline of of running I just am allergic to it so <laughs> I unfortunately can't participate <laughs> just kidding I am not but I uh that's another story <laughs> <laughs> I need to do something Jody I saw your picture of the boxing um like what do you call that place room it's dojo I don't know what it's like a bunch of punching bags all in a row yeah, it's um, it's the title boxing, and you go for four. I mean, they've got forty-five minute sessions, they've got thirty-minute sessions, sixty minutes, which I'm not up to the sixty-minute mark yet. Um, but it it just feels so good, you know. I I, I went to one this morning at five forty-five, and at first I'm just dreading because I'm like, oh man, it's it's my day off today. I I could have been sleeping in, but once you get there, once you just start going at it. It just feels so good by the time that you're done that, hey, it's already, you know, 6.15, 6.30, and I, I'm done with one workout for the day. But the way it works is, you know, for the 45 minutes you do, I believe it's like seven minutes of warm-up, and then you do eight rounds of boxing, and each round is three minutes. And then you do seven minutes of core at the end, and the instructors are so motivating, um, and it just feels good whatever – stress or frustration or whatever you're feeling it just feels good to be able to punch it out and take it out <laughs> on a punching bag but you for me I just feel like I'm getting stronger not physically but just mentally and there's so much more that you learn about yourself through boxing so did you buy like do you have to like wrap your hands and like have the whole gloves and everything like you have your yeah own little... yep you you wrap your hands you uh put on the gloves and you uh you feel pretty powerful looking that you can just walk in and, and punch something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for this. Okay. Um, I, cause I, I, wow. So my under like arm flab is like starting to set sail and I'm slightly concerned that if I don't act now, <laughs> I, they will just not do, not do they won't be strong. I want to be strong. I mean, looks are one thing, but also just like that just signals to me atrophy, you know? Yes. Ah. That's how I, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm like, you know what? I, I have to continue to be active because my younger self back in the day, you know, I could eat whatever I wanted and I would burn it off. But now it's, as I'm getting older, I, I can't do that. So I have to find ways to, uh, to balance it out. But Hey, if you're ever interested, I can, uh, Bring a friend for free, so let me know. <laughs> oh, I okay, yeah, I'm interested because I'm kind of intimidated by the whole thing, but also not. You know, like I'm at first. So the way I got into it was, like I said, probably five years ago, and I saw an ad in a community ad magazine or whatever, and I'm like, oh, this looks like a lot of fun. It was you know free for that one time, and so I, I wrangled a friend to come with me, and we did it, and we probably thought we were going to die 10 minutes into it. But, you know, I, I had to get past the whole, I felt like everyone was watching me and that's what kind of held me back from wanting to go. But when you get there, you realize that no one's even watching you because they're so focused on themselves. They're focused on punching their own bag that they don't have time to look at what everyone else is doing. So it just feels, like I said, it, it's just a great atmosphere and it's so uplifting to have people encouraging you to really accomplish your goals. Well, and like you said, it really helps balance out the cookies and I'm here for the cookies. So <laughs> I like this idea. Yes. Um, did you mean to, you sent me your bio and it's like you are a cookier. So that is that a word I'm learning. That is a word. If you are in the cookie community, you are known as a cookier. And okay. Right. I never knew this. And you know Cooking just, I mean, oh, baking, I should say. I've loved to bake since I could bake. You know, I would always bake chocolate chip cookies and just have treats. I'm not the strongest cook, 
my husband Chris, he does all the cooking, but I love to bake. And always around the holiday time, I love to bake Christmas goodies and treats. And, you know, we have a small family, so it's not like I was bringing all these platters of cookies everywhere. Half the time would probably just be my husband and I eating half of them. But, <laughs> you know, we would bring them and it's just something, a nice thing to do without having to spend a lot of money. I don't think it's always about buying a gift and giving someone a gift. It's just your act of, I put time and, you know, you pour your love into baking and it, and it shows and it's like, that's what I can give to people. But just most recently, I've, I've just really gotten into more of the designing of cookies and not just doing the sugar, uh, the chocolate chip cookies or my favorite holiday cookie is the, uh, peanut butter blossom with the Hershey kiss in it. That's mm. by far my favorite, but I've really gotten into sugar cookies and just decorating them and, and being creative through baking. Yes. And you have had many requests to have your cookies sold, but starting a whole cottage industry is a little intense, right? With like It is as much as I would love, love to sell my cookies. Not only does it take so much time, but there's so many laws of the cottage laws and just so much that goes into it that unfortunately, I, I just don't think I can do it at this time. Now I, I could, you know, bake and sell locally, but again, it just comes down to the time. And I just want to continue to to work on this craft and, and become better at it. And I just love sharing what I do for fun. And it's really just become a fun hobby of mine. Are you going to start another niche? Are you going to, you said the cookie community. I almost spit out my, I was like, wait, what? Of course there's a cookie community. If there's a planner community, why isn't there a cookie community? And why have I not joined that earlier? Well, cause one, I can't, I will just observe. I'd be the lurker eating and tasting. I wouldn't be baking, but yeah, it's like, life's organized or um, life's cookies what, what what would be your name if you were in the cookie community you know i'd have to give that one some thought i mean there could be a lot of fun puns to go with that mm -hmm. i'll have to give that one yeah. some really good thought but i think it's it's just a hobby i've picked up you know being stuck at home the last few months and working from home it's i've got to do something other than sitting and watching tv so i just got into baking a little bit more and you know, I've, I've just shared my cookies with friends and um, who knows what, where this will go, but I would love to see what it what happens with it. What has been your favorite design? Because we've seen a few in the planner community, actually, on your account. Yes. Little baby um, planners. Yes. I, I love the challenge of taking something in like a planner cover and recreating it into a cookie. I think that's just fun and there's, there's a challenge behind it. But because I love puns, I love taking food items and turning them into cookies so a while ago I do cupcakes as well so a while ago I did like burger cupcakes and I did like sugar cookie fries and got a little mini McDonald's fry box and put them in that and then I did like red buttercream frosting for the you know quote-unquote ketchup um and that was fun otherwise I just want to dabble you know I just love making presentations and and just having fun with it where do you keep your recipes? Are you organized in some type of way online or do you have these memorized? What do you, where, where's your go-to for like your organization as far as that's concerned? Yeah. So I just keep it in a binder. I have nothing memorized yet. And I'm someone who like when I, so when I cook, I don't stick to a recipe at all. I just pour a little bit of this, do a little bit of that. Even with baking, I've become a little bit more, you know, disciplined with, I need to follow the recipe because it's, you have to be precise with the ingredients that you use. If I'm just baking for myself or for my family, I may just throw the ingredients off ever so slightly, but I'm trying to really stick to a recipe nowadays um, if I'm trying to turn this into something. But I just keep it all in a binder and I'll just pull the binder out and I'm really getting into now chocolate sugar cookies, which, oh my gosh, if you mm. love regular sugar cookies and if you love chocolate, these are phenomenal. And then you add a little bit of chocolate buttercream. You can, t I'm a chocolate fanatic, which is again, <laughs> why I'm doing a 75 day challenge to curb some of that uh, craving, but it's just fun to, to get creative and, and try something new. Mm -hmm. Do you have a special binder that you love? Like some people love the better binders from Staples or no, where's the better binders from? Do you know what I'm talking about? They have the little window on the side. You have like the little 
oh, rubber yeah. grips in the corners, kind of. I'm so simple when it comes to my binder. It's just like a three hole white binder. Just like that whatever. Yeah. Around. <laughs> Like Avery or like whatever is on the shelf. Exactly. Back to school time. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing fancy yet, but who knows? Well, it's just kind of one of those extensions. I started with a binder planner. I mean, that's back in the advent of blogs. Like when I was first like a newlywed and maybe more into young motherhood. Um, when my kids were young, I should say that's the printables were where it was at man it was like there was no I had no influence of like well size it down to a b6 like there was no like I'm resizing this thing it was just like put your email address in and get a bunch of freezer inventory lists and stuff like this and it's still around you know but that was kind of the heyday of of the blog uh blogosphere and they're still going but I yeah that's what I would do and I wouldn't even get like a color print it would just I don't know punch it in and that you know what some days I'm just like that seems refreshing you know you know just copy paper and go I I, I've done that before I used to do like a ring binder or the um the filofaxes whatever there's so many different ring binders nowadays Mm -hmm. there used to be but Sometimes just it's, it is fun to change it up. And with the three ring binder, you have so much more flexibility sometimes and you just find what works for you. And, you know, now I'm back into a coiled planner and I'm someone who I, I need to stick with something when I know it works um, because I struggle sometimes with change. And so if I try to change something on top of something else, then it really throws my whole plan, no pun intended, plan off. But <laughs> it it helps me to have familiar things being used because that just puts my mind at ease and I feel I can get I can get more accomplished when I'm using familiar things what is your favorite way to plan do you like daily monthly hourly what tell us your like planning style so I am using a daily planner right now um and Aaron Condren the the new daily duo that came out what earlier this year a couple months ago maybe a month ago or so and I have to, I have to have a daily plan just with the different webcasts that I'm on and the different phone calls, things I have to get done throughout the day. But then I'll also use, I created this like little half page, like bookmark tab thing that's, that's weekly. So I just write down what my weekly plan is. So I just have an idea, uh, you know, a quick snapshot of what I've got going on each day. Um, and I'm such a simple, simple planner. Um, I don't use any stickers or washi. I'll, I'll seldomly use some washi and stickers from one, you know, time and again. But I'm, I am mostly a pen and a highlight planner. And I've always used pens and highlighters um, all through even college. I remember my first planner in college. It was the ones that, you know, the colleges would hand out. And, you know, it was, it was a horizontal planner. And back then that worked perfectly. I would, you know, highlight my classes in one color. I would highlight my extracurricular or clubs or organizations in another color, my personal stuff in another color. Like I was the color coding queen back then. And I've just always loved to have something where I need to reference throughout the day, especially even in today's world where everything is so digital. And I think I'm one of the very few people on my team at work that uses a a paper planner because everyone's so used to having a digital calendar. And I do have a digital calendar for work, um, but I just sync it up and I I still need a a pen and paper. I think there's so much to be said for using a pen and paper these days. Yeah. Especially with, well, for me, the distractibility factor of a phone or I guess your desktop, depending on where you're checking your calendar. But you know, when you open your planner, I mean, actually, I could probably get distracted in my planner too. But, um, you know, when you go to reference something, it's just like, there's the point. You're not like, oh, let me just quick check this notification or let me just, oh, I forgot I had to respond to this email. It's like, no, it's just, it's your plans in front of you. That's, that's so true. And it goes back to what we talked about earlier with the whole time matrix. It's, you know, if I look at my phone, because that's where my calendar is, well, then I'm going to be going down the rabbit hole of, oh, let me just cruise social media for a little bit. Well, a little bit turns into an hour, which turns into Mm -hmm. so much more that you just, I don't want to say wasted, but depending on what you get done, you potentially wasted an hour where you could have been doing something much more productive. So I I agree with you. Uh, Pen and paper, it's how I stay focused and on track. Mm Mm-hmm. Have you ever, especially with your so many daily 
um, obligation seems so grim life. Do you find it uh, difficult to have things switching digitally that then you have to cross out on your paper? Does that happen to you a lot? I know some people are just like, I can't because things are always in flux. And as soon as I write it down, then I have to switch it or reschedule or does that bother you at all? Or how do you manage that? That doesn't bother me at all. I'm not, my planners aren't meant to be pretty. If I scratch stuff out, if I scribble something out, if I cover something up, if I use whiteout, it, it does not bother me at all because I use my planner to help me get things done and be productive. And I know that things come up, but what I'll often do is as I'm planning out my week, I know things are going to come up and I know my plans are going to change. And I think that's the other piece of just knowing that internally helps me get over that. Oh, now I, this just messes up my whole day because of this webcast that was thrown into my schedule. It just puts a wrench and everything. Well, I prepare for that and I know for that. So I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. And that you're grown accustomed to that over the last 20, almost 20 years of being a consultant, I would uh, Absolutely. Assume, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, have, you know, when I, when I taught these management classes, we'd always teach plan 80% of your time, leave 20% free for those things that do come up for those things that are thrown at you at the last minute if you plan 100% of your day or 100% of your week, that's where I think the frustration and um, things come into play because now it really throws everything off. Whereas, you know, if you love 20% free, you have a lot more wiggle room to work with to make it work. Or if somebody is going long with something, you're not like, oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. I got to go to the next thing, you know. I mean, obviously, sometimes there's back to back where you have a hard stop or whatever, but like that might just allow some of that ease to come in and be like, all right, I, like you said, I've, I prepared the margin, if you will, in my life where I can accept this and roll with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I actually do want to talk about peanut. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it. Um, the little dog in person just briefly, but just like literally a peanut. Will you share about your pup and, um, I don't know, how do you organize the chaos of having a pet? Absolutely. So today I actually brought her to daycare because we were doing this uh, podcast recording because I knew the minute that we started talking, she would be barking or ringing the bells to go outside, whatever it could be. So, <laughs> you know, she, she will be five, five, uh, later on this year and she's a Morky, so Maltese Yorkie. We got her as a little puppy, 1.8 pounds, and she is my everything. Um I've had dogs growing up, but this is like my dog instead of a family dog. And so she just she will follow me wherever I go. She has to be by my side 100 percent of the time. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I think with us, you know, being at home and working from home a lot more, it's really, really spoiled her. In fact, I was talking to a friend of mine and I I didn't read the article, but she said that, and I'm assuming there's many articles on this, that separation anxiety will become so much more real when people go back to work and their pets are now at home without their owners being at home with them. And I can totally see that with Peanut because like I said, she is by my side. And if, if you come near me, she starts barking and it's not that she doesn't like you. It's just that she's protecting me. And until she gets to know you, she, she warms up to you. But she, you know, if, if I say, do you want to go for a ride? She is jumping up and down, whether it's a bike ride, whether it's a car ride. And so my husband and I have now had to get creative with our words. We're like, stroll, promenade. <laughs> talk in Spanish. I mean, she knows caminar, you know, walk in Spanish. And so I can't even say that word anymore. I think, right. So... She's a spoiled little thing, but we love her. Well, didn't she even get to go on a ride in your basket and your bike? Or- she does. So sometimes my 45-minute workout is a bike ride, and I can never go by myself. I have to take her with me. So I've got this little basket that she sits on in, in front of me, and she just loves it. She loves the you know wind in her ears, the flapping of her ears, and just being outside is what she loves. So sweet. We just were able to dog sit for, I don't even know. It was like a two weeks about period. And it was half Yorkie, half um, toy poodle. So it was a 
Yorkie Poo. Oh. And I just fell in love. <laughs> I just fell in love. Like, I totally was like, you want to sleep on my bed? Do you want to have all this stuff? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. It's not even my dog. Like, I cannot even imagine. Oh, you so. Well, we didn't. We had dog. We had, half of the family, three of the six have dog allergies and cat. So it really has been off the table. But then Yorkie Poo is like two low allergen breeds. We were just kind of going to wing it and see how it went. And no one was allergic to DJ. But of course, then that's not the dog that we'll get. That's DJ. That's our friend's dog. So if we were to get a different dog, that blend of DNA, whichever, you know, strain they get, maybe a little bit more highly allergenic. To me, it's maybe worth the risk. We're just not ready to take the leap yet. So my daughter actually turned 13 last week and we got a gerbil. (laughs) (laughs) So we're into gerbiling. I'm a gerbil grandma. I am very much, I think, like you are with peanut with this stinking gerbil. I was out yesterday in the garage with a power tool making um, DIY like wooden enrichment activities because oh, <laughs> I'm like well and my daughter too and with the advent of YouTube there's just a lot of information other than just a pet store or your neighbor or whatever and right. so we're seeing the world and we're like oh this is a whole community there's a gerbil forum for goodness sakes so you can join and it's like you know more natural products um larger enclosures stay away from plastic, you know, have them. They need a lot of burrowing. So we're learning all these little, little things. It's like a drink tray from McDonald's, like turn that into like a burrow structure. And so we're having fun with it and hopefully teach those responsibilities and what that really looks like and takes. And since I can't have a dog yet, I'm like, I just get to be dribble grandma. Hopefully for a year. They live they can live up to four years, maybe five if they're like super, super healthy. But so that's the long story to yes, I guess we sort of have Yeah, it's Ruby Red is her name because she's albino, so she has really red eyes. And ironically, or I don't know if it's ironic or just coincidental, um I had brought I love like bubbly or, you know, mineral water, or sparkling water. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's sort of a guilty pleasure, which is weird because it's water, but I'm like, I'm paying for water that just has bubbles. Anyways, <laughs> I digress. So I had this recycling bit of cardboard and never having bought a dribble before or any pet, like, I didn't know they like came with their own box. I was like, we need a box to take it home and can't just shove this dribble in our pocket, you know? <laughs> and so I ended up getting like a little grapefruit bubbly box tore it in half and put it in like a mailer with holes in it it was like in there and then so her full name long story short is ruby red grapefruit (laughs) because that was the first thing my daughter saw when she opened this like mailer um was this grapefruit container she's like what is in here and because it was just a little bit more of a hidey hole kind of thing i didn't want it to be like alarmed in this big box so so we have ruby red grapefruit. Love ruby red. Yeah. Peanut is at daycare right now. You're so sweet. I'm sure it would have been fine if if it was barking and stuff. I don't know. But then it was one 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 less thing that you have to think about. Exactly. Plus, with um, she gets some exercise because to socialize. And like I said, it gives me it gives me a little break too. Is is that something that she is a she right? I always yes. forget. Yes. Yeah. Um, goes when you both are working long hours, or do you have to like pay the same amount just for a week, and you use it if you use it, and you don't if you don't. Nope. So you just pay by the day or whatever days you want to bring bring the dogs, and I'll typically bring her if I'm working a long day. Um, and usually when I say long day, if it's gonna be you know six or seven hours. Uh, even though, you know, we've, we've left her home for seven or eight hours before, but I just like to make sure she gets a lot of exercise when we're gone all day, because after working a long day and having to come home, 
and having to entertain her, it can be exhausting sometimes. So it's a great way to wear her out. And like I said, she gets to see some of her puppy friends and the staff all love her too. So it's, it's a nice break. What um, do you have any other things coming up? Like, what do you, what is the 20 for 20, 20 minute a day organizing or what is the 20 minute? Yeah. Minute? So earlier this year, I, I started this whole 20 and 20 where, you know, it's so easy. Well, I, I say it's easy, but you know, we should be able to carve out 20 minutes to get something done. Um, whether it's 20 minutes, just, you know, organize your budget or review your budget. Maybe it's 20 minutes to tackle that closet you've, you've kept putting off and, um, or that cabinet or whatever it could be. And, you know, I, I did a cabinet organization, what, back in February, maybe, and I have to reorganize it again, because it's already just become a disaster. But it, it really doesn't take that long to organize something, declutter something, review something. And sometimes we just don't take that time when all it takes is 20 minutes. Um, so I've got some things coming up around that. I've got something coming up, uh, possibly cookie related for later on this year. You'll have to stick around and uh Is that why you blurt you blurred out your screen the other day? You're like, I the only thing that's stopping me is me. I thought that was deep. I Do you know did. So it, it it may be cookie related. Can't say much more okay. beyond that, but uh, okay. I'm excited. I, I agree to do this. So you know, sometimes I think, like I said, I'm I'm the biggest person when it comes to, um, I, I'm, I'm sometimes the, my own barrier to accomplishing things because, you know, self-doubt takes over or, you know, why am I being the one being reached out to, to do this? Or are you sure that's not someone else more qualified? But I have to get those, those thoughts out of my mind because they wouldn't have come knocking on my door if they didn't think I was qualified. So I'm excited to see what this might, might bring for me. Stay tuned. Absolutely. Like, follow, and subscribe, or whatever YouTubers say. <laughs> Click <Yes>. down below. <laughs> I can't say that. There's not a. This doesn't have the same impact <laughs> when you're listening in your car. Like, I'm not doing any of this. I'm just listening on my walk. I don't. <laughs> what has been your biggest challenge as a as a YouTuber, or what would you say to yourself, like five years ago, knowing what you know now? I would say just be yourself. You know, I think when I started out, I was really trying to stick to a schedule of, you know, I think I was trying to do two videos a week. And, you know, that, that's that's what helps when you're first starting out. They, they talk about, when I say they, it's all the research and people who do YouTube, they say, you know, stick to a schedule and get those videos out because that's what gets you visibility. But over the years, I've just become so busy with work and other things that I can't stick to a schedule all the time. And now I'm just filming what makes me happy and I'm sharing and uploading when it works for me and will it get me more views? Maybe, maybe not, but I'm okay with that. And I'm just doing it for fun and it's not a full-time job by any means because let me tell you, I'm not making hardly any money on it. Mm. Um, but that's just for me, it's, it's more of a hobby and just sharing what I love and, and helping others um, with their life. So I think just just knowing your purpose, if you're looking at starting a YouTube channel, knowing knowing your why and why you want to start it, um, and just being passionate about what you're sharing and the content you're producing. Otherwise, it, it comes across as not authentic, and viewers can catch on to that pretty fast. Um, so just have fun and be yourself. Word. I wish I had listened to that. Hey, maybe I'll throw my hat in the ring again before I'm all said and done in the world, but I, I, when I, I did a couple of YouTube videos and they're just like cringy and like, I was trying to be so like, hi guys. And I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I am kind of loud, but I'm not like, I'm not like everybody else. Like, but that's what makes it, you so it, special and unique because you're not like everyone else and, and you have a different perspective on things. I think I remember you, was it like a couple of years ago, Jess, that you yeah. had a yeah. channel, I think, cause I remember watching a couple of your videos and they're fun because they were short. If I remember, they were around planning and they were very short and quick videos. Yeah. Um, but it was a different perspective. Yeah, it was. I don't know. I was trying to find my voice and then I realized. Well, for one thing, I like the idea of a short video, um, but that was right around the same time that like Insta stories was breaking and like um other like periscope was out and 
other like snippet style things. And I was like, oh, well, if we can just do a quick flip through right here, let's let's do it. Or people were making like shorter content. Like everything was getting shorter. Like Snapchat, everything was. And now think about, you know, like TikTok, like you have 15 seconds to tell your life story. You know, like It's like, ah. And what I realized was I was kind of getting wrapped up into this whole idea. It's actually much harder to make a short video, in my opinion, um, because you don't have a lot of time to draw out and elaborate and get your point across. You like need to know what you say. And guess what format I ended up in? Like hour, hour and a half format <laughs> with these podcast episodes. So in August, it'll be two years that I've been recording podcast episodes. And it's just finding your groove and and being yourself and being like, you know what, maybe I should stop trying to fit into three minutes. I was a three minute planner. That was my tag. That was my um, like Instagram name. Everything was the three minute planner because I thought, oh, well, if other people are doing really long ones, I'll do really short ones. But really, what I wanted out of it, like you said, I'm doing this for fun for me. Like, like you're like my the coins are coming in as pennies. You know what I mean? Like it's I'm not complaining. Like I'm really grateful for my for the ads I have and for the listeners that I have, so we can get those pennies. But it goes back into, you know, Doc Hub fees and ZenCaster and 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 what have you. Um, so it's a hobby, and I'm like, if if this is a hobby and this is for fun, it should be fun. And to me, this is fun to be able to talk to you. Like you said, we live 10 minutes apart. And like, sadly, sometimes if we, we meaning me, I guess in general, if I don't make like an appointment or schedule something, sometimes those social things just kind of fall by the wayside. And um, this has given me a platform to connect with people in the planner community that I don't think I would have ever really talked to otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that each platform is going to be different in your approach and the content you share on each platform. And I've loved listening to some of your past podcasts and it's just more of a conversation that you couldn't, you couldn't emulate this in a YouTube video. So it's definitely a different approach, but I, I love it. Oh, thanks. Yeah, and I, some people are taking um, other spins on it, like they'll do an Insta live um, presentation with themselves and like another person in the planner community and then record that. So that's kind of neat because then you can see their faces. And I, you know, I think um, especially now with like Zoom and, we, you know, WebEx and all this stuff, like in Google Meet hang up, Google hang up. <laughs> <laughs> coming to stores soon look for google hang up where you just (laughs) never connect with anyone you just hang up (laughs) you know i've seen that a little bit more on youtube where they'll just screenshot their meeting or whatever and then you can see them um have the conversations in person really fun but you definitely jody have very good attitude in your youtube life and it's so fun and encouraging to see just anything from like a simple hack to just like laying out something financial or just something fun with like your pets. Like it's just, I know it's been um, a real place of stability for your viewers. And so keep at it. And I'd love to see updates about your challenge. And doesn't it help you a little bit too, to be a kind of accountable when you say like, publicly like I'm doing this for 75 days it does or, or, is it 75 or it was like a different number right? 75 oh, 75 it is only six days I've got a ways to go yet <laughs> and someone asked me she's like you really it, she's like it was gutsy for you to start before July 4th and I'm like well I had to start sometime and knowing Minnesota I wouldn't want to do this in the fall winter time when you've got to get outside and do a workout so it was now or never but yeah that accountability I think when you share something publicly and, and people check in with you not that you ask them to but they check in with you and that's because they they support you and they want you to succeed so I'm excited to see what this next what 70 69 days will, will bring me yeah think of how much clarity you might have oh yeah you know like if six days has already kind of reached in there's there's bound to be some psychology right of like the the um novelty and adrenaline of getting started and then the 
the plateau and then the endurance and then, you know, the finish, the sprint to the finish and like all those different milestones mentally and obviously physically um, that you'll have to go through is quite the commitment and transformation. I wish you the best of luck. I just think that's so great to connect with nature and how it's impacted your marriage and just the things that you've learned about yourself, whether that even just be like making yourself a priority and loving yourself to be strong and all of that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Follow me along on Instagram, uh, Life's Organized Chaos, to uh, see my updates. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they'll be plentiful. You're very good at sharing life as it go- as you go. Um, but it seems like, too, from like my perspective, outsider perspective, that it's like, how do I say this? I want to say this without like bashing anyone else. Sometimes people share their lives and you're like, that is a lot of sharing. That is fine. You do you. I can follow or unfollow any minute. I do not blame anyone for oversharing. I overshare some things all the time. But sometimes you're like, I get to see every single event in real time. Whoa, that is a lot. Like I'm just picturing them in their real life with their camera out like constantly and how For me personally, that seems a bit of an intrusion, but to them, you know, that's their vibe. They really flow with that. That's, that's how they do life. I don't know if, I don't know if you would agree with this, Jody, but I feel like you do a really good job of allowing us in, if you will, but also kind of with a, I don't know, boundary (laughs) or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. You know, I'm all for it. However you choose to share your life on social media, that's really up to you and, you have to be willing to accept the consequences that come with that um, or, or the things that work out well for you. And I am someone who I, I just guard my life very closely and there are some things I'm, I'm never going to share. So, you know, I don't think you'll ever see, I think I posted maybe one or two pictures a long time ago, but you know, you'll, you'll never see pictures of, of my stepkids on my account um, just to protect them and to protect us. And, you know, I, I share what I find joy in without hopefully oversharing, but, if someone, you know, asks me a question in my DMs, I'm more than willing to, to provide information or share something. But like I said, I'll always be guarded with what I share just to protect myself and, and my family. And um, like I said, those that, that love to share everything, I think we all have we all have to be reminded that it's just a snapshot of their life, whether they share every minute of their life or they share snippets of it. It's not always going to be a true indication of what their life is like. Um, so we have to sometimes take that with a grain of salt as well. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I forget because I guess, I guess I can't be bothered to necessarily stage once I got over the whole three minute planner, like, hi guys, kind of personality <laughs> hiccup. Um, I, I realized like, I don't, I can't be bothered to, to pretend, but even still, um, whether it's pretend or just a more of a polished thing, because yeah, you might be representing a brand or your own company. So you want your company to do well. So you're not going to sit there and cry about your finances because be like, oh, they're in trouble, you know? So I, I get the whole curated um, approach to representation in many cases. But then since my approach is so basic like I don't have an approach I just sort of if I want to say something I'll say it and then if I don't I don't if I'm wearing makeup I do if I don't I don't like the kind of thing that I forget that not everybody is like that so it's kind of a naive like well of course they're telling the truth and it's like or not (laughs) I think that's where you and I are are very much alike of you know I'll share what I want to share if I disagree with something I'll, I'll maybe voice it or I'm all about taking nice photos because that's what you know that's what gets views sometimes but at the same time I'm going to also show you my real life and what where I struggle I'm going to share that sometimes and when I'm doing well I'm going to share that as well so I think it's all about balance yeah yep and like you said I respect other people's choices as well it's a it's an open platform for a variety of voices and that's super great and I do definitely have the ability I just am surprised sometimes when I hear some of these bigger names or like more followers I guess if you want to say kind of people um about the comments they get back go away well that's just it like keep scrolling past I mean sometimes 
you don't have to say something. You don't always have to have your voice be heard. It's okay to scroll yeah, past and just exactly. move on. <laughs> well, I hope no one scrolls past you and finds you on or Life's Organized Chaos on YouTube and Instagram and follows along. We will be looking for a new closet update. You didn't say one's coming, but you said you needed to do it. So there you go. There. <laughs> There's your motivation. Just a lifestyle say I had to do this. So here you go. <laughs> um, that's so lovely. And I'm looking forward to seeing what all happens um, with your with yourself. If you if you are able to not be your own biggest barrier and um, what comes from some experimentation and the the cookery. Cookery, isn't that a type of dishes? Um cooker cooker. <laughs> Cookier. Okay, thanks. I'm like, it's like a baker. Cooker. Cookier. Very nice. Um, and anytime you need like a taste tester, I am just up the road. <laughs> I will definitely keep that in mind. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks for coming today, Jody. Thank you for having me. It was great. Yep. Talk to you soon. Thanks. Thanks for listening. And I do have an update about Jody since this was going out a couple weeks after our initial recording. She is still going strong on her 75-day challenge. And you can follow her along on Instagram to see her closing her rings on her Apple Watch quite frequently, um, posting water-drinking selfies, which always reminds me to take a sip, and some other fun things too. So yay, Jody! And oh, I have an update about myself. I actually ended up going to one of the boxing classes with her. If you recall from the episode, she talked about um, punching it out at a uh, local gym here. And so I went as a guest and even bought my um, own wraps. So now I own like boxing wraps, which are cool. It's like the little thing bandage looking things you wind around your hands before you put them in the gloves. And I absolutely loved getting my heart rate up in such a fun and unique way. So thanks again, Jody, for having me tag along and um, best wishes as you continue your 75 days. All right. That's all for Planner Lifestyle Podcast this week. I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me on Planner Lifestyle Podcast. Remember, the best compliment you can give is a five-star rating on your podcast app. That helps spread the word and bring more people into this planner conversation.